0: oh hello hello everybody and happy halloween the
1: monster baby podcast this Ah, is ah. the
0: home of many monster babies they are crawling in the woodwork like spiders they're crawling with slime coming out of their legs and hands
1: Stop it. Stop it. Okay. Uh, We are a curious ramp through the world of mindfulness and improvisation. This is the Halloween edition.
0: It is the Monster Baby podcast Halloween edition. You're going to be hearing it after Halloween, but we're recording it on Halloween. Uh, My name is Ted Demizone.
1: My name is Lisa Rowland.
0: Hey, how about
1: that? We're both
0: in the same place at the same time. No,
1: we're not because I'm in Munich, Germany, and Ted Demizone is in Daily City, California, yeah. USA.
0: But right now we're currently in between your two ears or right. surrounding your ears as you're listening. So uh, So thank
1: you for listening. Today's uh, episode is all about experimentation. Yeah, so we and
0: try some stuff out.
1: Yeah, the ways that you're sort of thinking about experimenting can change the way we think about uh our, ourselves and living. our
0: living. Yeah, the way we think about living. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, of course, we're getting to curiosity, adventure, braveness, all that stuff, but uh, pretty straightforward. And uh, if you stay tuned to the end, you'll hear a little experiment with some, with an improv game that we know and love. And uh, we tried something out and, you know, you can tell us whether it was authentic or not. I'll just leave leave it at that. Yeah, there's some question about authenticity.
1: I, I disagree. I don't think it was a question about authenticity. Oh, it wasn't a question. But, okay, listen on. You can listen on and then enjoy it. You can let us know what you thought. Now there's all this buildup. It's not that big of a deal, actually.
0: Oh, it's exciting.
1: Okay, it's re- get, get on with it. Let's stop talking and let them listen.
0: Go, go, go.
1: Enjoy, people.
0: Okay, here we are, Lisa Roland. You are in the wonderful country of Germany. Yeah. And uh, I am here holding down the fort, the Bay Area fort, with the two Dame's own podcasts in lovely Daily City. How the heck are you in Germany?
1: I'm doing great. I'm in I'm in city number two of five
0: of the Lisa Roland World Tour.
1: Well, I mean, world is overstating it, but of the Lisa, Lisa Roland Slice of Europe tour, uh, I came for the Würzburg Festival, which was amazing and intense and awesome. And tomorrow starts the Munich Festival. And then I'll go to Potsdam, which is just outside of Berlin, stay with some friends in Berlin for about 10 days, actually, and then visit some friends in Amsterdam and then wind up in Oslo before I come home.
0: So sophisticated.
1: It's very, I'm very sophisticated. I'm very cultured. I'm very civilized. It's very, very, all the
0: things. Now you are, you're performing and teaching and you're getting some time to tour and hang with friends, but this is mostly like just professional gig nonstop. Yeah.
1: Well, that's, that was, yes, that was the. The, the reason I'm here is for playing and teaching. It wasn't like, I'm going to take a vacation and see if I can play while I'm here. It's like, oh, there's these various gigs that it doesn't make sense to come home in between from.
2: Right.
1: Uh, which is so cool, so cool. And and adding to the coolness is that in Wurzburg, I performed and taught the Bechtel test, right. which we've talked about on the podcast, which was a format that I created about m- making complicated female protagonists at the centers of stories and complicated in the, in the good way, in the full blooded human being way.
0: Fully and, rich. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rich, Fully Faceted, Yeah, exactly. And the other show that I did was awkward dinner party, which, which Dave Dennison, Dave Dennison and I created together. So Dave was at the festival. So cool. We taught the Bechtel test together. We performed the Bechtel test with an international cast we performed Awkward Dinner Party with a guest, an amazing guest, Jason Geary from Australia, Melbourne, Australia, had the best time and sort of debuted these formats on an international stage. It felt really super good.
0: This is literally the first time you've debuted it internationally? Yeah. Congratulations. Well,
1: no, no, no. That's not true. I did a, a short version of the Bechdel Test in Singapore. Okay. And But our rehearsal was pretty truncated like it, it, it felt sort of like having worked on it all weekend we, we really got to sink our teeth into it here so that felt really super super good
0: this is so great i'm so proud of you and so excited for those people because it's such a great format and it's you taking your wisdom out across the globe and like other people are going to start doing it right and maybe will they start? maybe yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: cool, and your legacy yeah. is now moving out into the ether, to the improv ether. And
1: it it felt really super. It just felt super good. And the, what's interesting is that I have been to this festival before two times in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen, and both times were awesome. And you know, awesome, so awesome that when I got invited back, I was like, oh my god, I would, I, I can't say no. I would love to go back. Because it just gathers these people from all over the world, which is so exciting, and it and again it feels like you know improv festivals feel like attending a family reunion full yep. of people you haven't met yet. I mean it's it's these people who are like oh yeah this is so my tribe these are so my people yeah so that feels so good and I met such inspiring performers, but but I noticed a a real difference in how I felt at the festival in terms of how I felt like. I felt a way higher degree of confidence being there. So yeah. of felt like, oh, yeah, I, to- I totally belong here. Like I, and, I, and, yeah. the past, and part of it may be just be that I've been there before, but part of it may be sort of a place and time in my career that's different than it has been in the past. And mm-hmm. that it feels really rare and cool to sort of note an internal change given an external point of reference of like, oh, last time I was at this festival, it felt this way, and now – this time that I'm at this festival, it feels this way, and I think that marks a change in me, like that.
0: Absolutely. so
1: really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I can I can perceive that too, and I, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I'm I've been feeling something similar with myself as mm. I've, as I've been working on the book based on our podcast that it's you know now into its fourth edition, and I'm working with an editor, and it's getting closer to becoming something real, and I can feel my own sense of expertise of like hey, yeah, we've got something to say. I've got something to say. Yeah. yeah, And now when I teach the playful mindfulness class at Stanford, or I teach the level two class that I'm doing independently, I walk in the classroom like, all right, here we go.
1: Oh, this is my
0: stuff. In a different way. So yeah. good it for you. So good Good for you. Good for us. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. And um, well, I'm excited that you're there. And I really appreciate your taking time because I know it's late where you are and we're going to do a shorter little episode here because we got to get Lisa to bed, but get her some mm-hmm. sleep so she can perform.
1: It is. I have to say it's it's a Halloween night. Mm-hmm. And I spent tonight at a an American improviser's house where she has taught her neighborhood how to do trick or treating. So she made all these flyers and sort of explained the tradition because it's just not a thing. Here. Like Halloween is just not a thing here. And. So she explained the tradition and invited people to participate and said, you know, and like made them in years past has made, a, had made, has made maps of the houses that are participating so that if you're going to trick or treat, you can. And this year she just set up shop at her house to hand out candy, you know, instead of going trick or treating with her kids and uh, decorated her yard, full blown lights, music, sound effects, the whole thing. And so I just spent tonight sitting in a garage listening to, adorable german and expat kids come through trick-or-treating and it was like such a delight
0: is there a german translation for trick-or-treat
1: there is and it's something like oder Zauren, or something like that <laughs> zau, zau, zura, zura, something like that I uh-huh. forget.
0: but they didn't say trick-or-treat they put it in german
1: Some of them said trick-or-treat with an adorable accent. Some of them said trick-or-treat in an American accent or English accent or whatever because they're like little expat kids. Uh, And some of them said it in German.
0: Love it. Love it. Have I ever told you about the time that I dressed up as a a forgetful wizard? No. (laughs) When I lived in Northfield, we lived on the street that was like headquarters for trick-or-treating in that area of Western Massachusetts. And hundreds of people would come by. I dressed up as a wizard and acted like I was forgetful and I'd come to the door and I'd say, I have this candy, but I know there's a spell to get the candy out of the basket, but i it's a three-word spell and what is it? And then, of course, some of the kids would say, trick-or-treat?
2: I'd say, yes, that's the
1: spell. That's and then, so, on. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, so fun. And
0: so they'd get it. But occasionally, kids would come up and be, like, totally confused by this confused wizard. Yeah. And they would just be like, <laughs> they wouldn't know what the heck to say. But one time I had a kid who was totally adorable came up and said, thank you, please.
2: Oh. I was like,
0: oh, that's not the spell, but that's the sweetest thing but, I've ever but heard. But it's gonna work. You get your, you get the candy. Here you go. And then, yeah. and then other times I had these teenagers who were like 15, 16, not in any costume, just going around to get candy. I'm like, really? Yeah. And uh, and my wizard would give them a hard time. Like, oh, I see you've dressed up as a slacker. Very well done.
2: You know?
1: Oh, Ted. <laughs> H- Handing out cynicism <laughs> and sarcasm for Halloween.
0: Like you're gonna come to my door. You can at least get in a costume. Jeez. <laughs> that's something from the Forgetful Wizard. Anyway, that was. <laughs> I am not getting dressed up tonight with my class. I'm hoping that some of my students come to class in costume. Oh yeah, that's fun. But I did have two of my students say they couldn't come because they had to be with their kids.
1: Trick or treat with their kids? Yeah, it's a big deal.
0: It's a big deal. It's a big, big deal. deal. Well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And uh hey, so well, let's get into this. We I, I I'm proposing a um a really what I think is a really interesting topic, which yeah. we haven't covered yet, which is experimentation.
1: I love it. I totally love it.
0: And and um the notion of like trying for lack of a better word, shit out.
1: Oh it, my god, Ted Demizone uh, just I, swore I, I, on the podcast. Oh my
0: god, we're gonna have to change the rating. Change the rating. Change the rating i am going to change
1: your rating. You've just really broken the mold, Dave zone.
0: I'm, I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm more confident now.
2: I'm growing.
0: That <laughs> tr- try, and, try and shit out. And, and I think that both mindfulness and improv have plenty to say about that. So tell me what you
1: find uh, inspiring about the topic.
0: Well, so I think, for me, experimenting means uh, I've got a hypothesis and... I think something might be true and I'm going to go out and put things in place to make other things happen to see if in fact that is true. Uh-huh. It could mean that, but it could also mean like, I don't have a hypothesis. I'm just going to try stuff out and then see what comes of it. And yeah. so it's got a real element of play to it, kind of like you know, when I was a kid, I might play in the not in the gutter, but in, well, in the street, like watching water come down towards the gutter, and yeah. you put a stick in or put a rock in and see how does that change. You're
1: like, what happens if I do this?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that I, clearly, mindful. I mean, uh, improvisation has an aspect of that. Like, let's just try this out. Let's try yeah, this totally. out. And and, I, and it's particularly when you get to festivals like where you are, or when I've gone to the Applied Improvisation Network conferences. People are trying out new games and we take something that we know and we give it a twist. Right. We say, what happens with this? And sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. But so that spirit, I think, is replete throughout improv. And then in mindfulness, I think of the approach to meditation or, or paying attention to your life is a kind of experimentation. It's to say, well, okay, Stimulus X happened what re- reactions show up in my mind and my body and my heart or my impulses and then what do i want to do about it and and like the the buddha was sometimes considered uh you know the first scientist or like there's a very systematic um development to his teachings of like don't just believe what i say go ahead and try it out and see what happens yeah does it work try for you ahead. and if not try something different Right. Well, so, I feel
1: like this is the thing that strikes me about about experimentation and what makes it so powerful, and how it has these connections to both mindfulness and improv, is that it is it it implies a lack of attachment to an outcome. Like it implies curiosity about outcome. Lovely. You know. Yeah. And so it the and, and I think that's the reason it's so powerful that if that if you can frame some change in behavior in terms of experimentation instead of, ah, oh, this is my new plan, or this is the new me, or this is, you know, whatever. But instead it's like, I'm experimenting with getting up a little bit earlier. Or I'm experimenting with making my bed every morning, or I'm experimenting with uh, going on dates,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or I'm experimenting with, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Then A, it feels like commitment is low. B, curiosity is high. And so it's like, well, let's just see. I'm just gonna see what happens. It, I feel like the same more. So there's all sorts of good connotations to experimentation for me, which I find really empowering because they're low commitment.
0: So and it's let me let me, yeah. let me pause there because I want to ask you about this word commitment because it seems to me that it's it's low attachment, but it's not low commitment. Like you're committed to the process, maybe. Right? You're not obligated to anything, but you're committed to. Seeing what's going on, or like you're fully present, committed in that way. Yeah,
1: but you're not making this. Yes, but I feel like committing to a change.
0: Ah, uh, right.
1: Is different than committing to an experiment, and even I, I, even committing to an experiment feels intimidating when there's a change that you're making that you feel uncomfortable with, and it's like, well, I'm just gonna.
0: Yeah, you're, fuck not, around locked, you're not You're not locked into anything
1: you're not locked into anything. You're not making a change for good. You're not committing to a time period. You're not committing to, you know, making this change for a month or a year. You're just like, I'm just going to see, I'm just going to sort of tinker. That's the other word that that Mm. strikes me as similar to experiment with. It's like, I'm just going to tinker, tinker with this. And, and sort of the idea of like, well, just kind of poke at it and move it around and see how it behaves, you know, whether that's your own behavior or your the setup of your living room or whatever it's like well there's you're not locked into anything you can change it back if you don't like it yeah and so lowering the barrier to entry right in the same way with improv is like there's no stakes to not doing well there's no stakes to this decision if it doesn't work you do something else Right. you know and it's it's ephemeral it's fine and experimentation sort of implies that
0: yeah it's got that it's got that sense of play of like yep even if it doesn't work we get a new one yeah and that there's and that...
1: It, and that it not working is like a total like in some ways it's like i don't even i think that one of the cool things about experimentation is that it's it's what is the definition of it working i mean i think it depends on the yeah. context yeah. and there's sometimes when you when you might have a hypothesis. And it's like, ah, I wish I had more friends. So I will experiment to do this, to see if I get more friends. And then if you experiment with it and it doesn't get you more friends, then you feel like the experiment failed. But I, but I feel like more often it's sort of like, it's for, for me anyway, it's more behavior focused and more like you know, I know that I should meditate more. I don't know exactly what's going to come of it, but I know that that would feel good. So I'm just going to experiment with like finding a couple of times in the day to like pay attention to my breathing.
2: Yep, yep. <laughs> you know,
1: I'm just going to experiment with with how how or what time of day I try to do that or whatever, so that whatever happens, the experiment worked.
0: Yeah, foolproof.
1: Anything that happens,
0: yeah. the experiment worked because, because it you're will just give you new information. Finding out
1: what happens as a result of this experiment
0: gives you new information to to go with, and yeah,
1: and, it, and even if even if you decide to do an experiment and you don't do it, that also worked.
0: <laughs> Say more.
1: Well, like if you're like, I want to experiment with meditation, and then you never meditate. Yeah. Then, like, that's great information. There's still
0: information. Right? Yes. Like,
1: oh interesting. I totally said I would. And then I didn't. Maybe I'm considering meditation in the wrong way. Or maybe I'm asking, maybe I need to change the way that I ask myself to do this. Right. Or maybe I need to define it in this different way. Maybe I need to like attach it to a particular thing. Because I found that this last time I asked myself to do it, I didn't do it. So what's another way I could ask myself to do it, you know, it, right. and it just like releases all failure success paradigm.
0: It's it like takes a it's a you just it sound to me like you just made a meta leap of okay, so that experiment didn't work. Let me think about the experiment of experiments. And so, you know, sort of you get back into that curiosity and that playfulness and engagement with life, even when it doesn't it's all work. Informa- it's, all it's all information. It's all stuff. It's all learning. Yeah.
1: It's all information. Yeah. All of it.
0: So you uh, you mentioned experimenting with dating. Yeah. Which is one of the things also that I had thought of before, which is when this topic came to me, it was like, yeah, I think that's really healthy
2: uh-huh. uh, in
0: that arena to have a sense of, let me try out different sides of myself. Yeah. You know, what happens if I go on a date and I just ask questions? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll share about myself, but I'm going to defer to the other person more. Or what mm-hmm. happens if I go in and I'm like, I'm going to be assertive about sharing myself?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're just like, you can tinker with social interaction.
0: Exactly. Yeah. What happens if we if we go for a walk versus if we go for dinner or we go for tea yeah. or coffee, and it, it it brings in this, I mean I don't know maybe it's a little disrespectful to the person because they're I, maybe it makes them an object in this larger process. But I also think it brings a, a playfulness and a lightness that is healthy because
2: mm-hmm. it's not
0: oh my god this could be my person. It's more like no I'm just kind of here. Getting to know somebody.
1: And still, they could be your person.
0: Right, exactly. Exactly. But that'll emerge of its own accord as opposed to exactly.
1: and it's squeezing like...
0: it to be so.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I kind of like that notion.
1: I feel like you're experimenting with clothes. Say more. Well, just because you like got all these new clothes, right? Yeah, so we right. talked about this in the last podcast of yes. like sort of like a style and fashion consultant and you're shifting the way that you show up. And getting information about that, you know,
0: it's like... I'll tell you something that's very interesting about that. So I went, while you've been there in Germany, I went back to New England this past weekend to visit my dad, my stepmom, my friend Melissa, and our dog Manny. And so I, I went to Boston, and then I went to Western Massachusetts. And it was such a shock when I was back there in New England, like, oh, right. In New England, clothes are about function, because it was like, oh. it was cold. It was wet. I was walking in the woods, oh, you yeah. know? And I was like, I was glad that I had my, I store my, I have a pair of winter boots that I store at my dad's house so that I don't have to bring them back and forth. But I was really glad that I brought them so that when I went walking in the nor'easter with the dog, I was, I was like, my feet didn't get wet. but A nor'easter
1: is a storm for those of us who uh, <laughs> are from California?
0: <laughs> yes, it's a particular confluence of storm systems coming from Canada, Across the U.S. and coming up from the Gulf of Mexico, mixing into this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you it. for the Thank clarification. You. Yeah, uh-huh. Tends to dump a lot of moisture and with a lot of wind
2: uh-huh.
0: on the northeast. And, uh, yeah, so I was out in the woods and I was like, yeah, this is good that I have these functional clothes. I don't need my fancier shoes. But then when uh, when I went to see Hamilton with my folks in Boston... Time number 13. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I had my fancier shoes on and I felt like, yeah, this is nice to to feel dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. And what was funny was I wore those fancier shoes on the plane. And the woman in my row, as I was getting into my row, said, those are really nice shoes.
1: (laughs) Nice shoes on a man matter, man. That's what I
0: keep finding this out.
1: They I matter. Keep,
0: I keep finding this out. It's really I love fun. It. So it's a good experiment. You're totally right. It's yeah. totally right. It changes. Yeah.
1: Like what? If, like what happens if I show up differently, physically? Mm-hmm. If I'm dressed differently? What happens if, you know? Uh, yeah.
0: Change. Change your look and then see.
1: Experiment. Let's just see what. Let's just see what this is.
0: Yeah. See what goes on. Yeah. So, okay.
1: okay. On that. On that front, I have yeah. another way that experimentation and improv are tied.
0: Mm, great. Let's hear it.
1: Which is in the way that improvisation can be a a distilled lab of human interaction. Mm -hmm. Meaning we're, we're simulating human interaction all the time. So we have an opportunity to practice in reps, right. In these little, in this distilled way, because, because the rest of it is fake. Right. So that, you know, yeah. So it, it sort of just like shines this light on this piece of human interaction that you're recreating in this scene. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I was talking with a friend of mine who, mentioned that he was date he was going on dates he was dating and he's like but oh, i don't know i don't um, i don't you know it was it was fitful for him you know and we were talking about how another friend of his had said that well we were talking about the idea of of oh he was talking about lacking confidence hmm. This person was talking about lacking confidence, and I said, you know what? You should play a bunch of really sexy, suave characters in scenes. Love it. You know, like use, use this, this human interaction lab to sort of get in touch with this part of yourself. By experimenting with these things in improv scenes, you're, it's, it is human interaction. Like you're getting in touch with those parts of yourself in your real life in your real person, in your real personality, and then they're more available to you out in the world and you can sort of try stuff on in a really low stakes way. Like because this is all pretend. I'm not going out there and like presenting myself as this sexy beast in real life when I might be smacked down for it. Right. You know, it's like "Eh, play a character, see what happens.
0: That's more that's more of an improvisational theater setting. And there are some folks who do that with like more focus like improv therapy or psychodrama where it's like, you know, we're going to actually play role play from your life and give you an explicit chance to practice. But yours is like, just even in the, in the scene,
1: in class or in a jam or in a, you know, it reminds me at clown camp, we were doing this exercise (laughs) where we had to sort of put ourselves in, in shapes and we were sort of following our impulse. And there was one moment where John, the teacher said, point to your fear, point to the part of the room where your fear is. And we all pointed up to, like, right in front of where he was. Some people pointed to the middle of the room. Some mm. people pointed up to the front where the where he was and the assistants were, sort of, like, up close to them. But this idea that, like, in yourself, you can be like, well, well, po- go to your fear. Like, what's the part of you that's afraid to play? And I remember that part for me was high, stat- high status characters uh-huh. Uh-huh. were very hard for me. Like, that was scary because I didn't feel like I – knew and playing characters who knew what to do how to be what you know what their relationship with other people was like just that confidence was very intimidating to me playing vampy playing sexy playing femme fatale sure super feminine like all of that stuff was scary and I and over and I think all of that stuff was also missing in the way I showed up in the world
0: as Lisa Rowland yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And and so there's this cool sort of like integration process that can happen when it's like, well, just practice. You just get to practice being this way in a really sanctioned space for experimentation.
0: That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, you had – I think we've mentioned it before, but you had – one time I was taking a class with you and your feedback to me was, you know, Ted, you're really good at playing the nice guy. You're very generous and your characters listen well and and they're really attentive rational, to everybody. Yeah. Very yeah.
1: rational, very clear. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So why don't you try – uh being a jerk. Why don't you see if you can play the asshole just to expand and like, Oh geez, you know, Yeah. but in the same way, like, well, why not? I mean, granted, I don't want to be a jerk in real life, but there's probably something of that energy that's valuable for me to embody or to own or to take on that right. has something to do with assertion and advancement and power
1: and not, not being okay for everybody. Not exactly. worrying about making sure you're okay for everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it just feels like these, these places in, and like, all, I, yeah, these places in our improv world that are, that we're locked up in somehow, like usually right. it doesn't stop with the stage. Yeah. Usually there's some spillover and the idea of experimenting is so powerful. And if there's, it, because of the lightness of it, mm-hmm. where it's like, you don't need to go to therapy for years to get over your issues in order to experiment with having being more opinionated. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Just, what if you just like tinker with that idea, you know, and just like start to carry it with you and just see what happens. Right. And then, yeah. 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 There's
0: a sense of adventurousness. I've got a friend who uh, teaches public speaking and she talks about how for people who are terrified to speak up, if they think that they have to get it right, they never will speak up. But if it's like, if they can think of it as an adventure or an experiment, well, like what happens when I speak up this way, then all of a sudden it starts to become more accessible and they try it out. And they're like, Oh, I just spoke up. I now have a track record of having spoken up. And then, and then all of a sudden they've got a scaffold to build on. And so she really encourages that, that experimental mode with speaking up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mentioned it earlier. I was hoping that you'd be willing to, to play a little bit. Like I mentioned the, the way that experimentation helps improvisers and applied improvisers take an established frame or game and then find some new wisdom in it. So when we have done that with playing the game, I am a tree, where uh, you start with uh, someone steps in and says, I am a tree. Somebody else comes in and says, I'm a squirrel, something connected to the tree. And then someone else says, I'm an acorn. And then the tree chooses one of those two, start over again, right? And then we created the version of I Am Playing, I Am a Tree, where we're trying to take meta perspectives on that. So that was an experiment. Yes. And if anybody wants information about those games, you can go to animalearning.com and put in Spontaneity School and look them up. You get the full directions. But I, w- I wanted to play, demonstrate an experiment that I have seen you do with Dave Dennison, who you mentioned, of Awkward Dinner mm-hmm. Party. With the game Three Things, because he is always experimenting with three things.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. we
0: we recently played. This is the one that I think the crazy version that you guys, maybe you have a new one. But can we, can we I just want to demonstrate for people, for, well, our, for our listeners. One, which one? What let, do you want let, to do? Well, let's start with the basic. Let's just do a couple rounds of the basic. I know we've done okay. it before, but if somebody's listening anew,
1: Three things you find in your kitchen cupboard.
0: Uh, a spatula, a measuring cup, and a dish. Three Three things, things. three ways to open a book without your hands
1: with your mouth by uh, kind of kicking it down the road and hoping it lands open, um, by, uh, with a machete, (laughs) three (laughs) things, three things things you can use human teeth for, uh, like once they're out of your mouth, not like chewing, but like if you had a handful of human teeth, what
0: would you use them for? Mm, Uh, as a paperweight, uh, to leave as breadcrumbs to follow your trail home. And as decorations on a jack o' lantern. Three things. <laughs> three things. Uh, and I'll give you one more category: three lights that would be very curious if you saw them outside your door. Lights. Mm-hmm. Three types of um, lights. A,
1: like a big searchlight from the sky. Um, a, a candlelight floating at eye level. <laughs> uh, l- um, Jesus, who is the way and the light.
0: <laughs> and the truth.
1: Is that true? Is that I'm a thing? The, I don't, yeah, I don't what remember. Jesus I am the light. I am, yeah, the, a, I am the way and the light. I am yeah. the light and the love. I am love. I am uh, truth.
0: Your religious background is really <laughs> showing up in force right now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the truth, the way and the light. I think the it
1: truth, was. truth, and light. And but I'm I, hungry. I would so, you
0: got anything to eat today? <laughs> so I would not put anyone. In. So, that's three things.
1: Okay. So, that's three things.
0: So, then another basic experimentation was to do word at a time, three things. Mm-hmm where we're going to participate together to create it. So we could just do two of these back and forth.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, one, one back and forth.
0: Okay, so uh, three... Things. Three... Reasons... To... Give... Your... Mom... A... Present. Because... It's... Her... Birthday. Because... She... Gave... You... Birth... And because when your giving instinct kicks in, it needs to have
1: manifestation in reality.
0: (laughs) So that's an example of playing three things, but doing it one word at a time. Yes. So then the experimentation that I heard, saw you guys do when you were warming up for Aqua Dinner Party was, yep. was a version of that right? where you could repeat the previous word.
1: You could th- always just repeat the last word you heard.
0: That you don't even have to add a new word, and then together right. you somehow create eventually. You could,
1: you, you could say the next word, or you could just say the last word.
0: Yeah, and it, it was marvelous to watch. So can we try that out too?
1: Yeah, sure, let's try it.
0: Okay, so you, you start. Three. Things. Three, 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 three ways to find, find, find uh, treasure in in your backyard. Look, look, look deep within yourself. <laughs> open, open, open the gate gate and find what's behind the gate (laughs) gate three observations abound (laughs) So i don't know where we are i don't even know where we are you know it's totally scrambling did we finish the first one
1: the first one. Oh, no, with the, that the, was the th- we did 3.
0: With the with the we
1: <laughs> 3 three ways to find treasure in your Yeah. What, what what were they? Well, uh, <laughs> look deep within yourself. Yeah, open the gate. Open the gate and see what's behind the gate. Yeah. And observations abound.
0: Oh, that was just not, okay. Great. All right.
1: Oh, yeah. I said three, even though the first two were not numbered. Right. I realize that. Right. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, that confused me. Okay, so anyway.
1: There's not agreement.
0: Whew. I-, I hope that's fun to listen to. I don't know. Maybe it just sounds like nonsense.
1: It but, feels a little like nonsense. But it's... So if you want to hear nonsense is that we just played this game the way that we just played it with repeating and one word at a time, but in German.
2: Oy, oy, oy.
1: And there were many of us who did not speak German in the class that we taught, the Bechdel test class that we taught. Which was so great because you didn't need to speak German because you just repeat the word that came before or try a new one.
0: Yeah. It's so cool. It, I like, I, right now, I feel more alive than I did five minutes ago just from playing the game because it's like, yeah, got to be alert and awake and in tune. On the,
1: on the edge of your, it's like on the edge of your ability.
0: Yeah. To um,
1: control it. It's like, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what's happening. Blah, you know, and everything gets kind of heightened.
0: Right. And and so for me, part of that comes from the experimental quality of taking this standard game of three things, and just trying it out in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one direction. Another direction was to go, well, Pam Pam Victor taught me seven things, right. And then somebody else taught. We said, well, why don't we take it to fifteen? And we played that yeah. on the podcast before. So I just love that notion of taking some basic game. And trying something new with it, yeah. And so, and you here- can
1: do like, and you can do that. Like, I think that the 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 thing that I love in terms of applying this to sort of life is that we all have things that we we are like working on, you know, or like that we'd like to change somehow or we'd like it if it were just a little bit different or we feel like it should be or something and i feel like if we can replace working on with experimenting with uh-huh. then it, it's just like oh we'll just 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 fuck around with it and see what ha- just see what happens and then it, it 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 like it's like can we not take this so seriously yeah great you know, everything is like a little bit more forgiving and sort less, of less precious ethical, less precious
0: yeah yeah do you have, uh, this is kind of putting us on the spot here, but do you have an experiment with three things that we could do now that you've never done before?
1: Like, are you, you're just asking me to make something up? Yep. Well, what if we do it in one voice? Do you think we could do it in one voice?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Over the Skype connection?
0: Well, let's try.
1: Let's try it. I, mean, I don't this, know how it sounds.
0: Right, this would be a great version of an experiment that might fail miserably.
1: Yeah, totally. Okay, okay. But yeah, because I don't know what the like how the sound technology will work with both of us talking at the same time.
0: <laughs> so we'll get a little lag.
1: Let's, let's see what happens.
0: Okay. Three, Three
2: things. I
1: think <laughs> there's like a video delay that makes this actually almost impossible because we can't see what the other one's mouth is doing right at this right time. Uh,
0: mine might be better because that seemed it was okay for me. So, all right, but let's try it. Let's try it.
1: Okay, let's try it.
0: Three
2: ways to kill
0: your friend. Three ways to kill your friend. Was that it? That's it. Okay, good. Here we go. <laughs>
2: With
0: a, a friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is not going to. Too hard.
1: It's too this is hard.
0: not going to be interesting for anybody.
1: It will will be interesting for anybody. What if, it, I, I think the technology makes it hard. We should try this when we're in the same yeah. place.
0: What about What about choosing a a theme, a three a, th- a themed three things? Great. So we'll do a Halloween three things. Okay, cool. Okay. So
1: I mean, I have to, if I'm going to keep us honest, this is not like a thing we've never tried before.
0: Oh. Okay, keep us honest.
1: I mean, I just want to be very transparent about the experimentation.
0: <laughs> no, so it's a little less energetic.
1: Because it, it's like, this is a, you know, it's like, like noir three things. Oh. Genre three things. Shakespearean sure. three things. Sure.
0: Sure. So,
1: and that just feels important to mention. <laughs> yep.
0: Listeners, we want to be authentic with you. We're not trying to pull <laughs> anything over. <laughs> if you were to go to a court of law you could in fact assert (laughs) that this is not a pure experimentation
1: not an honest experimentation
0: Uh, okay okay well let's play a little round of Halloween three things anyway okay great okay uh here we go three Three things. things three shapes for a pumpkin that would scare children
1: uh, the shape of a penis. Uh, ooh, if if the if the if the penis if the pumpkin grew in the shape of sort of like a gnarly tree. Mm. Uh, uh, in the shape of a, a slimer from Ghostbusters.
2: Ooh! Three, three things.
1: things. Uh, three things. that you would it would be unexpected if sort of um, there was a ghost and that these this is what the ghost said to you.
0: Uh, are you really gonna pick the Dodgers? Uh. <laughs> Um, I mean you could eat that but you're going to feel like shit and (laughs) stop that's worse than you think (laughs) three (laughs) things Uh, three things that Dracula could say that really would seduce you
1: oh you are so talented (laughs) Ah. The skin on your neck looks so virgin and alabaster. Um, Oh, you smell like a (laughs) chicken. You
2: smell like chicken.
0: Wow. Okay. (laughs) Give me one more. Uh,
1: Three Three things. things. Uh, Three things that. you would love to see a little kid dressed up as for when they're trick-or-treating.
0: Oh, my gosh. Sojourner Truth. <laughs> um, a Positive Future. <laughs> and The Globe. <laughs> the <laughs> Three, theater the Earth? Oh, the Earth. I was thinking The Earth, yes. Yeah, great. Not The Globe Theater, although that would also please me. Also would be interesting. That's a fun way to play. I like that. So okay. It was an experiment for me. I've not done it. Great. That. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I feel refreshed and renewed. You feel like an oh, old hat. Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm super bored.
0: Yeah. You you looked like you were bored when we were playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, not true. It's a it's, it's a,
0: for me that's a fun example of how experimentation can just be fun. Yeah. You know, it's like what if we
1: did it this way? But I also feel like, yeah, I, I think that experimentation is tied to curiosity and curiosity. Uh, implies a lack of judgment, right? So that's mm-hmm. where it just like fits right into sort of a mindful, a mindfulness mindset, the the idea of curiosity and kindness, of sort of just noticing what happens and being open to and being open to many outcomes. Right. So it it emboldens us because we don't. This doesn't have to be a success. We're just it, gathering information.
0: Just gathering information, seeing what shows up, what lessons can we draw? Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. All right. Well. Now that we've played, I think it's maybe time to get you to you can go back to sleep now. Now that you're all jazzed up.
1: And now that I'm now that I'm all jazzed, I think I should go
0: to sleep. We can sleep go to sleep with visions of Dracula looking at your alabaster neck that tastes like That's chicken. Right. It, smells like
1: chicken. <laughs> it smells like chicken. Smells like chicken, sorry.
0: Yeah. He doesn't know how it tastes yet.
1: He doesn't
0: know. Yeah. Well,
1: uh- yeah well, how lovely to see you in your daily city house from halfway around the world.
0: yeah and thanks for uh showing me your hotel in Germany here
2: yeah and
0: sharing sharing with totally. all of our lovely listeners but totally. um, it's uh, it's fun to be back so uh yeah I hope hopefully experimentation is something that that uh you all can experiment with. And
1: well, that's what I would love to invite people to like pick a thing and just like tinker with it, see and see what happens.
0: dare I say try some shit out try some shit. <laughs> Ted de Just to bring it full circle.
1: He's on fire. Yeah. All right.
0: Until the next time.
1: Until the next time.
0: All right. There we have it, Lisa Rowland's. That is our first, we haven't, it's been a, a while. So that was nice to kind of get that in, even though you're uh, halfway around was,
1: the world. A while. Yeah. And it was, it was nice to, it's, it's nice to connect. It's nice. It's actually a nice reminder to me to talk about experimentation while I'm sort of outside my comfort zone. Mm. And I mean, in some ways I'm in my comfort zone because I'm with all my, all my peeps, um, but, but they're all new peeps. And i I feel like I'm in make a first impression mode and that freaks me out. So it's nice to be like, no, oh, just try some things, see what happens. Like lower the stakes for yourself
0: it would be uh, it would be fascinating to see what you're what, speaking of meeting new people probably this is you couldn't do this but like what would it be like for you to meet people if you didn't have your hair oh
1: yeah fascinating
0: that'd be so cool there was one time when I went to the Loose Moose summer school up in Calgary back in 2010 I shaved off my goatee before I went right. Right,
1: right, right, and
0: that was such a cool experiment of like what's it like to have my face free fair face yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, you're you're in ripe territory for trying that out. But that yeah. was a fun conversation. I like I like I feel like there's more we could do, but you know more we could talk yeah. about there. Yeah, maybe yeah. we go someday. But totally, we got some good stuff.
1: Um, yo, shout out! I have a shout out to Sarah who wrote who who emailed. She's a new listener, and she's digging it. So, hi, Sarah. Thanks for listening. And she asked about retreat dates, which we don't have any on the calendar right now. But I told her we'd let you know when we when we have them.
0: Okay. So, we got to get on that, and then we'll tell everybody about it. That's right. I like that idea. I like that cool. idea. Um,
1: hey, good people, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so at info at monsterbabypodcast.com.
0: That's the address. That's right. Info at monsterbabypodcast.com.
1: That's the place to do it. <laughs> So go out into your lives and experiment and try some shit out. And we're going to talk to you next time. Yeah. Is there anything else you got to
0: say, Ted? One other experiment no. you could try is uh, if you like what you're hearing and you want to leave a uh, review on yeah. iTunes or on Facebook or wherever you find us, uh, that'd be great. We'd love that. That's really helpful and can always, uh, can always use more reviews. So totally. uh, stay connected. Uh, you can check us out. Uh, we do have a Facebook page. So find us there, make a comment, and uh, we always respond. But thanks for listening. Yeah. Be well in Germany, be well in the Bay Area, be well in any other places all around the globe where you might be listening. We love you.
1: We love you too. Bye.
0: Ciao.